0: Greetings in the name of Jesus, it's a a good evening today and I'm very glad to be speaking to you and to your household. Thank you very much for allowing us and allowing me to speak to you in the comfort of your living room and wherever you are and wherever you're joining us from. And um, I want to thank God particularly that you have been able to walk with the Lord, to stick to Jesus Christ. Uh, regardless of what's been happening. Thank you for your commitment to the faith. Thank you for staying a believer. And thank you for not giving up on Jesus Christ, even when you could. But thank you so much for staying on. Today, I want to share a special message that the Lord has put on my heart. And um, I know that um, uh, sometimes as believers, we try to make sense of what is happening in our lives. And I know that every believer has reached that point when you begin to ask yourself a question and say, but is, is, is God involved in what's happening with me? And, and, and those seasons when, when you're prayed and, and you're fasted and, and you're desperate for the Lord to come and just so you could hear something, so something can make sense, and, and all of that just doesn't make sense, and, and you're thinking, but where is God in all of this? But I have good news for you today that all things work together. All things work together. I have learned to see God's purpose even in the middle of the storm. Now, it may be difficult right now for you as a believer to see sense in what's happening with you right now. And and, and let me say it, let me tell you, it's that. Always it's difficult to see God's plan in the middle of pain, in the middle of loss, in the middle of shame, in the, in the middle of emptiness, in the middle of failure. And, 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 and you begin to pray. I know that almost everybody has said that if God really loved me, why did I have to lose that job? If God really cared for me, why did not I get married to this man? If God really loved me, then why didn't I succeed when I was doing my project? If God really loved me, why did my child have to die? Why did my brother have to die? Why, why, why did he have to die of sickness if God really loved me and cared? I believe that you also have asked those questions. And, and as a believer, they are genuine questions. They are real genuine questions because they are dealing with issues that you go through almost on a day-to-day. But where is the place of the word of God in our lives? That's the question I want to ask us today, is that where is the place for the word of God in our lives today? Because God has offered us promises in his word and and we can take comfort in in knowing, especially today's scripture that I want to give you, is that in everything, God is not blind to your suffering. God is not celebrating at the things that are happening with you right now. But if only you'd give God time, if only you'll allow the spirit of God time, he'll prove to you that indeed all things work together. Now, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, and it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I mean, look at it this way is that let's take a careful look at your life right now. Perhaps things have not gone exactly as you had planned it and and exactly as you had hoped them to go. But think for a moment. Just think for a moment. I know that everyone has arrived to that state where you say, eh, I'm so grateful to the Lord, that I did not board that bus. Now, I've been giving this example, is that there was... There was this, uh, last year a plane went down for one of the big companies, Ethiopian Airlines went down. But a story is told of a man who had gotten lost somewhere down and he missed the flight. Now when he came back, the plane had taken off. A few moments later, the plane explodes. Everybody on that flight died. Everyone died on that flight. Now they took this man into custody. Now, his heart was full of regret that he had missed this important flight because perhaps he was in a hurry to see his family. So before you get frustrated, before you begin to say, where is Jesus in the middle of this? You have to know that it may not make sense right now, but God has a plan. What then is your responsibility? Your responsibility is to trust God amidst every situation that you're dealing with right now. I've had things happen in my life, and then I've I've asked myself a question and said, Lord, why did this have to happen the way it did? Now, for example, when people leave you, or when people wrongfully accuse you, or when they walk out and, and they say all kinds of things about you that you know you've not done, I want to say this to you. But if God permits that to happen, then those people were never meant to be part of your life in the first place. It it simply means that you were the one that is forcing them to be in your life and God did not want them there. So what then is your responsibility? It is to be thankful to God that in as much as it may be painful, let me give an example. You could have known somebody and you've known them for 20 years and they betray you. Thank God it was only a betrayal and they didn't take your life. It could have been worse. So don't plead to God and say, Lord, bring them back. They're my friend. I've known them for so long. I can't live without them. But you've got no idea why things happen the way they happen. Let me tell you, that Satan may, may cause a situation to come into your life, but that situation is strictly meant to destroy the work of your hands, or to just spoil everything for you. But God, in the end, works out all things, to make sure that his plans for you, that he has purpose for you, that they don't fail, that no matter what happens, his divine plans for you don't change. I, I kept thinking about that man. Imagine he had made it on that fly. Imagine he had been on time. Now, when I, when I discovered that all things work together, I, I, I stopped uh, complaining. Now, I, I want to give you a personal example. In twenty. Uh, in 2017, I was due in New York. I was supposed to fly. I had a flight on 26th. But I was in Komi with the family. Uh, we had gone home for Christmas with the children. Now, we had an old car. And um, I had told them that we have to leave the next day because I had an Emirates flight. Check-in was beginning at 1. And I said to them, look, uh, let's go to Kwame, and Then after Christmas, we can leave very early in the morning. So we leave at about 2 a.m., in the morning because the plan was if we're in Kampala by say 7am then we can go to the airport let's say by nine. It was a perfect plan. Now, we, we leave Kumi and then while when we get to a place called Tirinya along uh, Mbale uh, uh, Iganga Highway we get a flat tire. Now, we had a flat tire at about 3.30 in the morning. We had a flat tire. Now, we had a spare tire. The problem is we didn't have the tools to help us unscrew the tire off and, and put a new one. We didn't have. Now, we tried to stop almost everyone, and no one was, uh, nobody had it. Now, I didn't want to get upset because I knew there is a reason perhaps why God allowed this to happen. I know that it's not a pleasant thing to have a flat tire, and you're traveling, and you have got the kids, your whole family is in the car. It's not a pleasant thing. It should never happen to anyone especially if you're in the middle of nowhere. But we eventually get help at about 7.30 in the morning. We have been there in the cold the entire time. Now when we get help, excuse me, (coughs) when we get help, now the moment we start to move, a friend of mine sends me a message. (coughs) Excuse me. Now he sends me a message and he's saying, look here, can you pass by my home? And I've been waiting for you. We, we made a meal for you. My family is waiting for you. Please come and pray with us. Now, this message came at about 8. Now, we get to the man's home. Now, it didn't add up for me at that time. Why? Because I'm thinking I will be late if I stop. So we go to his home somewhere in Ginger. We stop. Uh, we, reach, we got there at about um, a few minutes uh, uh, past. A few minutes to 9. So, we quickly had breakfast, then he gets his mother, we pray for the mother, I pray for the daughter. Now, at exactly 10, we are leaving his home in Jinja, now heading to Kampala. Now, I had to drive myself. We flew. Now, we we get home um, at about midday, and then we just change quickly, so by one, we are heading off for the airport. But sometimes, the devil knows how to try our patience. Now, when we leave at about 1, started to go to the airport to get to Entebbe Road. I, don't know, I didn't know there was an event in Entebbe. Now, that time, the expressway wasn't working. There was only one route to Entebbe. Starting from the roundabout in Chibuye, now, we, we, we were stuck in traffic all the way to Entebbe. Now, check-in begins at 1. The counter's closed at about 2.30. I'm still in traffic. Now, when we get to a place called Chisobi, um, now it's about 3.30. the traffic is bad. So I tell the guy driving, I say, you know, get out of the line, overtake. When we make that one mistake, the police stops us. Now, when the police stops us, they bring us back to the station. Now, we we kill an entire 30 minutes. So I had to get on a border, but I said, you know, let the car stay here. I got on a motorcycle, me and Jonathan and another guy, we get on a motorcycle. I am on one bike suitcases on another bike, to the airport. Now, we get to the airport. Now, I'd ask my sister, Sarah, to go ahead and, and book, get my boarding passes and wait for me. So, she sat and told him, look, my brother is coming from Kumi. Please help us. Do you know what time I got to the airport? I got to the airport at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Now, for the first time, when I was arriving, the Emirates plane was landing that day. The first time, they had never gotten late they landed at 4 p.m. I'm arriving at the airport and they're landing at 4 p.m. Now, it didn't occur to me what God had done. I didn't even think about it. So quickly I got my boarding pass, quickly I boarded. Now when I sat down, then I get the alert on my email. that at exactly 10, when I was leaving Ginger at my friend's home where I was praying for his family, Emirates had sent out an alert, an email saying, your flight will be delayed. And they were giving new departure time for 4.30. I did not see it. And God allowed me not to see it. Maybe I would have relaxed. Now we worked on all that pressure. Now let's go back to the day's events. Now we got a flight at 2, about, at about 3. That means, according to our estimation, if we had traveled from t- at 2 a.m. successfully, we would have been in Kampala by about 7. Meaning, By the time my friend sent a message at about 8.30, would already be in Kampala, and there's no way I would have allowed to come back. That means I would have missed to pray for his mother who was not well, and his daughter who had been very, very sick, who God healed, by the way. That means I would have missed to pray for them. But God planned it in such a way that even if it was not pleasant, he made sure that I had a flat tire, so that he could delay my plan for the good. So, in as much as I was tired, and he made sure also that I didn't miss my flight. This is God. Now, you, you have to see the Lord in the middle of your circumstances. You must learn to trust God that even if Satan raises up a storm for you, know that the Holy Spirit will lift up a standard for you. Now, when I, when I, when I saw things that way, I began to appreciate what, everything that I'd gone through. I'm so glad that, that the things that happened in my life, they were not pleasant. I'm not saying you should celebrate them, but I'm just saying that you should not lose hope and you should not lose courage in the Lord your God simply because you suffered a few setbacks, and especially those who leave you. So don't, don't beat yourself and say, if I only had married that woman, we would have three children. If only I had married this man, by now my life would be okay. You don't know that. God could have been serving you. He could have been serving you. Now, for you, you're so eager and you're so heartbroken and you're beating yourself up and you're wondering, but Lord, why did I have to go through this? You don't know that. Trust the Lord. If only we will learn to trust the Lord and know that all things work together. Now, every time I have a... I'm not saying you should go late for your plane. I'm not saying you should not marry the person you want to marry. I'm not saying you shouldn't work hard. I'm simply saying that when circumstances happen and they're beyond your control, when, when things happen and you're really honestly tried, step back and look at it from a positive light and know that all things work together because God cannot let you down. He loves you way too much for him to allow things to overtake you that will literally destroy your life. And therefore, I want to say this to you, is that take a step back. God knows you've tried. The Lord knows you've given everything and you've been unemployed for a long time. And it's not a pleasant situation. I know that nobody should be in that position ever. But but God has a reason why he allowed things to happen the way they do. But know that in all things, God is thinking about you. He's planning for you. Something is just about to happen. So don't beat yourself up. Don't start to struggle, especially when people leave you. Especially when things don't go according to plan. Especially when you've suffered loss. Don't beat yourself up. Instead, look at it from the positive. According to the word of the Lord, it says all things work together. So right now, you should begin to thank God for where you are. Thank God. Now, you could be saying, if only, you know, this COVID time, if only I traveled to the village, my life would be better. You don't know that. There's a reason why God allowed you to be where you were under COVID, under lockdown. Maybe you could have been sick where you went. You don't know that. There's a reason why you didn't get that promotion. I know you could be thinking, well, I, I, I prayed for it, I fasted for it, I sowed seed for it, and God didn't permit it to happen. You don't know that. What Satan has planned for bad, God will use the same thing. To bless you. Now I'm encouraged by the life of Job. And I want to encourage you. Take time. Read Job. Chapter 1, chapter 2, it will tell you Satan had an agenda to destroy Job. And God permitted him. Imagine in one day you lose your entire business. In one day, you lose all your animals. In one day, you lose all your children. In one day, you lose all your wealth. Just think about that. And then what happens next? Your friends turn against you and they walk away. Your own wife turns against you and tells you, why don't you cast God and die? But there's one thing that Job did not do. He never cast God. He remained trusting the Lord, even in the middle of his circumstance. There's a reason why God allowed for the book of Job to stay in the Bible. It's a lesson for us. That no matter what happens, never lose hope and faith. In Jesus, the Son of God. You never lose faith. Never bring yourself to that point where you begin to question why did God permit this? See the positive side. Don't allow the plan of the enemy to destroy you, then draw you and drive you into a self-pity party where you begin to regret, where you begin to wish. Look on to tomorrow. God has a better plan. Things may not have worked out and you've tried ministry and you've tried it for 10 years, 20 years. I'm telling you, I have one of my favorite authors in the US is a wonderful man of God. And every time I read um, one of his books, which I have, he tells a powerful testimony. He says, for five years, now this is for the pastors and anybody who wants to come into ministry, oh, you're into ministry and things don't make sense. For five years, this pastor in the U.S. had only 15 members. 15 members in his church for five straight years. Five years, he had 15 members. Now remember, these 15 members, members—a half of them was his family. It was his wife, his children, his relatives. They were 15 for five years years. How much can you endure when you go through situations like those? I'm not saying they are pleasant. But what I'm saying is that teach yourself and encourage yourself to see God's plan in the middle of your circumstances. And let me say this to you. There's something better is just about to happen. Why? Because God takes away the old so that he can bring in an usher in a new season for you. It's exactly what happened to Job. Is that God restored him more than he had before. And God gave him sons and daughters. And in the end, the Bible says that there were no daughters as beautiful as the daughters of Job all over the world. Now, I know that right now you could be thinking, but do my current circumstances make sense? Right now, how do you justify loss? How do you justify me losing my job? How do you justify my children sleeping hungry? How do you justify my landlord kicking me out? How do you justify me being sick and my relatives being sick? I don't have to justify that for you. I can only point you to the word of God that all things work together. It's a choice to see God's plan. It's a choice to look at things from the way God sees things. It's a choice and know that with God, nothing is impossible. I'm, I'm telling you, is that he can turn everything around for you. I believe that. I've seen that. I've got my seasons. But I, one thing I have learned is that all things work together. So, thank God for the delay. Thank God for the failure. Begin to celebrate. In the middle of your current circumstances, begin to thank God. Because that's exactly what Satan does not want you to be. He wants you to begin to sympathize with yourself. He wants you to begin to pity everything that's happening. You begin to worry. He wants you to go into a depression. He wants you to kill yourself. He wants you to destroy yourself. He wants you to give up on working hard. He wants you to give up on the Lord. He wants you to turn your face against the Lord. He wants you to walk away so you can begin to put your trust in the flesh. Don't allow that. Don't let yourself. Don't let yourself be drawn into argument. Or justification for your current circumstances. Treasure it in your heart that God has promised me that all things work together. And that means your level of trust should be, Lord, I'll wait to see how you turn things around for me. I want you to know that God can and God will turn things around for you. If only you will give him a chance. And right now, Things may not make sense, but if only you be quiet and wait a little longer, God will help you make sense out of your current situation today. This is the encouragement we receive from the word of the Lord. This is our inheritance, that it doesn't matter if Satan meant something for bad. God will turn it around so that he makes it up for you. And I want you to know that the Lord loves you. That love is unconditional. No plan of the Lord will be stopped. No plan of His will be derailed. No plan of His will be sabotaged. No plan of His can be stopped. If God has planned that you will be successful, there is no amount of evil, no amount of witchcraft that will stop that which God Himself has ordained and purposed to do for you. This is my encouragement to you today that hold on to the Lord Jesus and begin to see His plan in your current circumstance. Do not allow anger, revenge, bitterness, regret, worry to clout your judgment because when they do, you will fail to see that surely all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So don't say, I was denied the visa. Even in that, God has a plan. It could be that he wants to give you even a better one. Don't say, why did they walk away? Why did she walk away when I needed that the most? Don't cry like that. It's good that they left because then God brings better people who will appreciate you, who will value you, who look at you as you really are a child of God. So, don't be discouraged. Refuse to be discouraged. Refuse to go into a depression. Refuse to go into discouragement. Refuse to go into self-criticism. Refuse to go into self-condemnation. Refuse all of that. And choose peace. Choose life. Choose joy. Choose Jesus Christ the Son of God, and choose to believe Him. It is written in Proverbs 3.5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Choose to trust the Lord, not your circumstances. And I want you to know, you will be way happier in everything that you will set your hand on to do. Because you know, it's only a matter of time and God will turn it around for you. Believe God. Begin to believe God for the impossible. Begin to believe God for the turnaround. Begin to believe that God will surely change things, but in your favor. And right now, tell yourself that whatever is happening right now, it is working exactly as God planned it to work in your life. May the Lord bless you and watch over you and your entire household. I will speak to you again sometime soon. God bless you. We love you.